All right, uh, get out of here if you're in the youth group. Get out of here. Good. Well, we're glad you're here, but uh, go join the youth group upstairs. Uh, have a great day. Uh, bless you, bless you. Wow, Thailand missions. Our first time that the adults are going on short-term mission. Uh, I can't believe that that's actually going to be taking place. And so uh, we only have a three-week sign-up window. So if you're an adult and you're interested in going, uh, if you, you're, you want your kids to go, but they have to be 17 or older uh, in order to go, unless you're willing to go with them. So uh, kids can travel to Thailand. It's okay. There'll be ministry opportunities for them, even if they're little kids. But if they're under 17, we're going to require that at least one parent goes with them. Uh, so sign up. The spaces are really limited. We're trying to take a, a team of about 12 people. Uh, as our first one, we don't want to go with 25 or 50 people. You know, it would be too overwhelming for us and the church and, and the, all that sort of stuff. And so uh, about 12 people is how we're limiting it. Neil Alsbach is going to come in two weeks. He's going to share for just 10 minutes uh, about the ministry. Um, he'll have some of the kids that he ministers to. They go down to Mexico to do ministry, which is like really kind of cool dynamic. They'll be spending the night here uh, Saturday to uh, Sunday. Uh, Neil will come and share, and the kids, I think, are going to get to go to Knott's Berry Farm. And so uh, really looking forward to hearing from him in just two weeks. Um, if you would like to prepare an offering, we do 10 bucks a person, something like that, a special offering. It pays for their gas. It sends them up. You know, we send them with $500 or something like that. That'd be really cool. So if you just have a, maybe put an extra 10 bucks in your wallet that day and, and give it on top of your regular giving, that would be fantastic. Uh, in March, we're going to begin a seven-week soul care small group. Uh, we have a, a special visiting pastor named Andrew Aguilar. Is Andrew here this morning? I, okay. His, would you stand up for me, Andrew, right there? So this is Andrew Aguilar. He's a visiting pastor uh, who specializes in... Oh, welcome. Welcome. You may sit on down there, but uh, he specializes in soul care. Soul care used to be called like spiritual counseling, counseling and sort of uh, that kind of stuff. And so uh, he'll be uh, leading us in a few seminars a little bit later, some parenting seminars, some relationship and communication seminars. He'll be teaching through this soul care, like how to really take care of our soul uh, in in a real positive way. And uh, he's also will be available if uh, you're interested in uh, doing, uh, if you've had some... issues in life or you want to do some counseling or some couples counseling or individual, then he'll be available for those kind of stuff too. And so uh, we're going to have him for at least uh, three months. He's going to be a visiting pastor for us. Uh, And before Drew panics, uh, Drew oversees our finances. Uh, Pastor Andrew Aguilar has agreed to do this pro bono. So amen, amen, (laughs) Lord. (laughs) So uh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, we're talking about small goals making a big impact. And I want to say special thanks to Pastor Jimmy last week for kicking us off by showing us that small goals in our character can really make a big life-lasting impact. Both in the positive, as I change my character, add positive things, and also take away things that are negative. It can really change things, even in the smallest character changes. And so as Pastor Jimmy indicated, you are defined by your daily decisions. Just in all the small daily decisions. And so it's so important that we excel in the small goals of life, like our character, as indicated last week. And additionally, something as small as being more generous. There's this really cool uh, section that uh, a guy named Matthew records in a book, uh, and he records the words of Jesus. And you've probably heard this if you've spent any time at church. And, and Jesus says this, recorded by Matthew. Um, Jesus says, whoever gives one of these little ones, he's talking about like a little kid who, you know, has, is like nothing in the Jewish society. Whoever gives one of these little ones a cup of cold water because he's a disciple, truly I say to you, 
he will by no means lose his reward. And we often read this really simply, and we're like, what the heck? But we see a relationship here between generosity to the lowest of society and our future reward. You see, the Lord is keeping pretty intricate details and pretty intricate accounts on our lives. And he doesn't even neglect to record the giving of water in his name. Do you notice that? Like this is, he just says, look, if you just give a cup of water to somebody, like somebody that someone else may overlook, if you just do that kind of generosity, give a a tiny cup of water, God notices and ultimately rewards you for it. Giving a cup of water isn't really that big of a deal. It's not a big goal, right? Giving a cup of water to someone is a pretty small goal, and it doesn't alter the world, and you're not Billy Graham or Mother Teresa. But giving a cup of water is noticed by God and rewarded by God. Isn't that? Our our smallest generosities not only benefit that person that we're giving them to, but they're recorded by God and He rewards. I think this is a fascinating idea. So it doesn't matter how big or small the thing you do, God is recording it. See, God is so big and, and, and so immense and so powerful and so smart and He knows all things that it doesn't matter if you give a big thing or a small thing. They're both generating reward. Because if God is ultimately bigger than everything else, it doesn't matter how big or small something is. And so even our smallest generosities are noticed by God. Now, I have a, a music video that I want you sh- to show you a little clip of and a parody, and I'll tell you why after. So at first, it may not make any sense, but that's okay. So let's check this uh, little video out real fast. You may recognize it. Hopefully not. Fantastic, right? I hope you... That, that song's about five years old. Uh, uh, I have no idea what a G6 is anyway, but uh, it's super catchy song. That's from Far East Movement, and many of you might know it because that's like the only Asian band that made it in America, right? <laughs> so like, I was like, yeah, those Korean guys made it and singing in English and stuff. And so, uh, uh, so I, I'm sitting here at home trying to think about, like, today we're talking about generosity. We're, we're talking about making a a small goal of just being a little bit more generous. And I was writing some of the things that God wanted to say down, and, and I, as I was looking at them, there, there were six things that, that, that I think that God wants me to share uh, 
to you about how to be generous. Six small goals to be generous. And I'm sort of thinking like, man, I wish there was something like Jesus like that, you know, like if there was something generous six, if I could just think of some way to explain generous six like Jesus, like, like Jesus, like Jesus. And then I was like, oh, that's on G6. Generous, get it? Six, six ways to be generous like Jesus. And I was like, oh my gosh, genius. But then I was like, maybe half the church doesn't know that song, so I had to show this clip. And, and I had more of the clip, but there was a lot of cleavage and stuff, so I cut the clip down. And so uh, there we go. That's where we get it today. So what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to see six ways to be like Jesus. And uh, I, have a, I have a reminder card for you. The ushers are going to pass something out uh, right now uh, that you're going to hold on to. We're going to look at it in reference uh, for the rest of the day. So if you take notes, these are pre-taken notes for you. Excellent. Amen. Okay, so uh, what we're going to look at is six ways six small goals that we can that we can do this week to be a little bit more like Jesus to be generous in these six ways okay so we're going to make a small goal to be generous in these six areas now when you succeed in one of these areas uh, over the next month I'd like you to have your card with you and just check it off sort of like a punch card you know you get six and ultimately you get a reward something like that but but maybe tape this to your dash and as you're driving home after work say what can I check one of these off? Can I be purposeful about being generous on the way to work? Or, or, or how can I do these kind of things? I'd like you to just put it on the dashboard of your car or somewhere that you're going to see each day and check it off over the month. I'd like us to get to the end of the month and have these completely filled out. So we're going to look at six ways to be generous, six small goals that we can do. And the first is to learn to be a little bit more generous in our kindness. The book of Jeremiah records, the Lord appeared to us in the past saying this, I've loved you with an everlasting love, and I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. See, God shows it first. And then, in the New Testament, the Bible tells us, Paul, writing to the church at Ephesus, says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, as God has in Christ forgiven you. So, a small goal of kindness. I mean, just do one thing this month to deliberately show kindness to someone else. Rather than random acts of kindness, if you'll remember back to when we did Fruit of the Spirit kindness, I said purposeful acts of kindness. So you may want to pick like a coworker that you don't really like. I don't know why, but in every office there's a coworker that like like just gets on people's nerves that that maybe you just don't get along with, that that you can't kind of stand and and people kind of talk about behind their back, or maybe they're really pushy or they're really mean. Uh, Maybe they're above you and they're always telling you what to do and you're like... So maybe pick a coworker. Just, just show a little bit of kindness this, this coming month too. Go out of your way without even being recognized by that person because ultimately God will recognize you. Just go out of your way to show them a little kindness. Maybe, maybe you just get them a coffee. Maybe you just bring it with you. Maybe, maybe you buy a box of Girl Scout cookies that they were selling last week here and you bring them a... Everybody likes Girl Scout cookies, right? Maybe you, maybe you just give them a box of girls. Maybe, maybe you say, say something nice to them. Maybe you, you sit next to them when nobody else does at the meeting. I don't know, but maybe you just show a little bit of kindness. If it's not to a co-work, just start to pray about, like, who God would you like me to be a little bit more kind with? Just, I'm, I'm not saying save the world, you guys. I'm just saying one way. What's one way this month that I could be a little kinder to someone? And if you start to pray that, if you're prayerfully open to being kind in the way that God wants you to be, and God will absolutely give you the opportunity. Look, if this stays on your heart and your mind, and it doesn't get relegated to the like, don't do folder, because we have them in our minds, right? 
You could hear a sermon and you're like, yeah, I'm not really going to do that one. If it goes there, then nothing's going to happen. But if you stay open and you say, God, I want something to happen. Well, I don't really want to because I'm kind of lazy, but, but I do want to because I know my soul wants it. If, they, if you'll stay open to, to God's movement in your life, he absolutely will provide powerful moments for you to be kind to someone this week and then this month. And when you do, I'd like you to just check that off. As a reminder, hey, look, God's doing something in me and through me to other people. And that's like a little reward, God. So we're good to go, right? One-sixth of the way down. Be generous with words of blessing. In Thessalonians, it says, Therefore, encourage one another and build people up, just as in fact that you guys are already doing. No lie, this is like the most important one to me. Like my love language, if you know anything about Gary Chapman's book of the five love languages, six, however many love languages there are, seven love languages, I don't know. Well, mine is words of affirmation. And so th- this one resonates with me so much uh, when people are generous with their words of blessing to me. Like a kind word can really make your day. And this is funny, uh, Andy and I were just talking. Andy Min last week, like I walked over to the tables and he said something really kind to me. Now, I can't even remember what he said, <laughs> old brain, right? I don't know what the words that he said, but I know what happened in my soul. I know the moment that he said those to me, like my soul was buoyed. Like I was better off as a human being because it, it was like eight words. It was just a sentence. And there were kind words of blessing, and I was so stoked by it. And it really lifted my soul. Just, just a tiny bit of blessing. When I used to teach, uh, one of my students, Cyrus, he would always stand by me in the morning. I, I would stand by the door to let the students in and greet each of them as they came in. And one of my students, Cyrus, he would always run, and he would stand right next to me. And, and when other kids would try to say, like, you know, I want to stand by Mr. Tomsick, he'd say, no, I want to stand by Mr. Tomsick. And those, those words, like, if you're a teacher, you don't get good words all the time. You get other words. Like, so, like, that kind of thing really matters, right? Like, students a lot of times don't like you. But when they're like, no, I want to be by this person, and they state it out to their peers. And this kid was in seventh and eighth grade. I had him for both. And, and for two years, he would, he would run up and stand there and say that if anyone tried. And, man, that really blessed my soul. And it got him an A in the class. So it's like, good. He can do, he can do anything he wants. He's getting an A. Perhaps your spouse needs to be affirmed this week. Maybe, maybe they need to hear, babe, you're doing such a great job with. Hubby, you're so strong at this. <laughs> he's going to like that. That's cheesy. But he's going to like it. Don't worry. <laughs> he may even do the dishes twice this week. <laughs> Just a few extra words of blessing. Be generous in that small goal. I mean, how small is that goal, Right? How small is that cup of water, right? God's going to notice, and it's going to benefit that other person. Be generous with your time. The Bible says, don't neglect meeting together, even though it takes some time. Some people get in that habit. It takes too much time to go meet. I'm just going to stay at home. But don't, don't get in the habit of that. But rather, keep meeting and encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. Every one of you, you've got to look not to just what's good for you, what's beneficial for your own interests, but you've got to look to the interests of other people. So this week, I'd like you to figure out how to be a touch more generous with your time. Now, this one is really tough because time is a, a limited commodity, and we never have enough of it. 
right? We could use 10 more hours, and then that still wouldn't be enough. And so because it's a limited commodity, uh, I'm just going to ask in one situation you be a little bit more generous with your time. I'm not going to say do 10 different things because we just don't have enough time to do that. We're pretty busy. Our schedules are packed. So, So just pick one situation where you could spend a little bit more time. Could your kid really use, like, some special time with you? Maybe you, you go to their school and you take them out for lunch. Not, not all the kids to try to get them all done at once, but maybe just one of your kids at once. You know? could, could one of your kids use just a little bit of time? Because spending that extra time could make a, a world of difference in someone's life. Like I know it's kind of tough to call your mom as an adult. Like, I know it's tough. It, uh, it's tough for me. My mom likes to talk. <laughs> you know, my, my, the girls in my family love to talk. I have to budget at least 30 minutes if I'm going to make a call. So I text them that way. It's <laughs> like, but if I'm going to call them, it takes 30 minutes. But maybe we just be, set a goal to be a little bit generous with our mom, a little bit w- generous with our time. I know for my mom that that would make a world of difference to her, that I would just call her for, for 10 minutes, 30 minutes. <laughs> and set a goal. Like I can't maybe do it every day, but if, if I just do it, one more time than I normally would. Set a small goal like that to spend more time to change her, her day, her trajectory. Now, do not use this one for work. You cannot get a check if you said, I spent more time at work. And you cannot use this for playing golf by yourself. Okay? So you can, well, I'm going to spend some time on me playing some golf. So those don't get you a checkbox. Now, feel free to do them. You could work really hard. You could work late. And you can uh, go to golf. That's okay. But you don't get the checkbox for it. So maybe we need to spend a little bit to set a small goal. So we're just setting just a couple of small goals just in six areas. The next one is just to be generous with our finances. Now, Paul writes this about how finances work. The point is this. Like whoever sows sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully is going to reap bountifully. Each person must give what he's decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times that you could abound in every good work. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing, and he's going to increase your harvest of righteousness. Do you see what he's doing here with the language? Be generous. Be generous with your money and this righteousness thing. A spiritual thing happens even as you're doing that. You'll be enriched in every way to be generous in every way. See, the more you bless, God blesses you more, and then you're able to even continue to do that which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. But God has ultimately given us everything. And it isn't his desire to withhold or diminish our pleasure, but instead he wants us to experience true pleasure, especially in the area of finances and money. He wants us to experience joy. And he wants us to experience joy and goodness and generosity. God's ultimate desire is that we would give like happily, that we're like, get rid of this money. Get out of here, money. Some of us give dutifully. Some of us give angrily. But how many of us are like, money, go away. I'm going to give joyfully. I'm going to get rid of this money. I want to give it back to God. I want to give it to people. I want to be generous. But that's what God wants us to get to this place where we're giving away 
and it doesn't have a hold on our life. He doesn't want us to have to give out of obligation or coercion. He wants to bless his children so that we could set goals of being even more generous to other people. Here, Paul once again echoes that sentiment that's prevalent throughout scriptures. Our generosity now is an investment in eternity. Small goals. So if you've never tithed, there may be some adults in our church who have never tithed before. Now's the time to try it. Time to set that small goal of saying, God, I'm going to go for that 10% that you're asking for. God, I'm going to give 10% of all of my income to you because I know that you asked for it even before the law was given, before the law of Moses came. God, I know you asked for the 10% during the law of Moses, and I know that the 10% idea was affirmed in the New Testament. And so if you've got it before law, during law, after law, it's probably a good deal. And God, I know that I haven't given my 10%. Sometimes it's been five or seven or nine or none. And so maybe today is the day where you and your spouse, you decide that, hey, babe, we need to get faithful with this. Let's set this small goal of 10%. And if that's too overwhelming for you guys, it's okay to to start with five. To say, I'm going to give this five, but I'm going to give it joyfully. I'm going to... I'm going to get to 10 eventually, but I'm going to start with five. If you're, if you're at zero, every amount is better than zero in terms of God's finances. If you're already a 10 percenter and you've been there for about 25 years as a 10 percenter, then that's super awesome. But how about you set a small goal of going 2% up maybe? You know, you've got to adjust for, adjust for inflation, right? So maybe, maybe God doesn't want just 10%. Maybe the idea is 10% is the minimum. 10% is the training wheels of giving. And once you get there, maybe, maybe we could give away 12%, babe. We have that conversation at our house. Maybe, maybe we can get another compassion kid. A third one, that's going to put us at $120 a month or so. But, but maybe we could do that. Maybe we could give just a little bit more to church. Maybe we could sponsor just another table or whatever was on those sponsor sheets, right? You have that conversation, maybe just a little bit more. As you've already been a faithful giver, God says, maybe make a small goal of being a little bit more generous. Set a small goal of being generous financially and watch that big impact that it has in your life as you're freed from the love of money and the life of God's kingdom. I would say in a nerdy voice here, what a great investment opportunity, right? Because ultimately you are rewarded in heaven for it. God notices the cup of water. He notices that you went from 9 to 10% or 10 to 11 or 0 to 1%. God notices and he rewards as his people are faithful finishing up with the last two here we need to learn to be a little bit more generous with listening (laughs) there's a famous proverb in the old testament if one gives an answer before he hears he's an idiot it's folly and shame echoed again in the new testament where james writes my brothers and sisters take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry But I don't know about you, but I have an opinion about everything. Anyone else have an opinion about everything? Yes, you do. You're just not raising your hand. (laughs) The difference between maybe me and you is I'm willing to share mine all the time, (laughs) right? More of us need to be a little bit better at listening. So a great small goal is to be generous with our listening. Maybe, Maybe you allow others to speak before you do in a meeting. Maybe you allow your husband or wife to share their day when you get home before you share your day. Maybe you don't get frustrated as your kid shares endlessly about something that doesn't even make sense during their day. 
Like, it, is that just me? I think, is God just telling me that one? Like, does anyone else have kids who share stories that don't make any sense and it takes them forever? Like, I'm driving home. It's like 10 minutes. My daughter's still in this story about, like, her friends and this something happened. I don't know. And there's, like, five friends and they, t- I don't know what was going on. But, but maybe I don't get frustrated, but, I, but I'd be a little bit generous with my listening. That may be just God's word to me. I don't know. Am I alone on this one? I don't think so. If you have kids, you're not alone, right? You're feeling that one. Look, I've been thinking about this tweet that I saw. Uh, So listen to this one with me, because I think this encapsulates a lot. It's been on my mind for a couple months. Uh, The tweet said this, Gonna need you to finish your story real quick so I can tell you how the same thing happened to me, but it's more interesting because I'm in it. I think, oh my gosh, I do that all the time. Someone starts to tell a story. Yeah, 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 me too, blah, blah. I cut them off in their story so I can talk about my story that's the same thing, but I'm in it, so I want to talk about it. Like, how how selfish, how me, how not good at listening is that? And so uh, often I think we want to be heard. We want to get our ideas out. And so some of us, we just pretend to listen, Right? Maybe your spouse is talking. You're just pretending to listen. You're not actually listening. But you're just listening and waiting your turn to get to talk. But listening, it it can't be waiting your turn to talk. Listening must contain the idea that I'm attempting to connect in some way to what you're saying, and I care about what you're saying more than I care about me and my thoughts and what I want to say. That's what listening is. It's not just waiting your turn to talk. Like, there's got to be some care involved. And so perhaps we set a small goal of listening. When my wife starts talking, I don't start thinking about golf, TV, work, something else. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, babe. You know, maybe that I say I care enough about her or him to care about what they're saying more than I care about myself. And so I'm a little bit generous with my listening. What a wonderful small goal to shut up a bit more and to be a little bit more generous with our listening. And when you're able to do that one, check that box. And don't worry, I have plenty of these. Once you fill your check card, I could give you a brand new one. (laughs) Because we don't want to stop doing these. We want to make them part of our life. And really, it's just a reminder for us. And the last one is a generous smile. This is my favorite because I think this is the easiest. And it's it's a really tiny goal. But it's incredibly valuable. A cheerful heart, that's good medicine. But a crushed spirit, it dries up bones. Like frowny face all the time, nobody wants to be, it's such a burnout. Nobody wants to be around that. But someone who's cheerful heart and shares that with others, that's good medicine. How much better would life be if we just smiled a bit more? I have an idea here. Or not. (laughs) There she is. Now, remember, be gentle. Kind. Mm, Charming. Sweet. And when she opens the door, give her a dashing debonair smile. Come, come, show me the smile. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, maybe not scary smile, right? But if that's all you got, then try it. You know what? I want to give this a try right now. Hopefully not in a scary way. I want you to turn and smile to two people, but they can't be your family members. 
Okay, so try to find two people. You can also smile at your family. But turn to two strangers or people that you don't know that well that aren't related to you by marriage and give them a smile. Give it a go. Hey, Peter, I don't have anyone. (laughs) Hey, Susan. Hey, Drew. My my daughter, she was reading uh, my sermon outline because my kids read everything. They're like total peepers, dude. I can't get on my phone without two of my kids watching what text I'm looking at. So we have, Jimmy was saying, like, you need that uh, built-in, like, whatever, like, uh, accountability thing. My kids look at everything I write or look at on my phone. And so we have built-in, like, monitors. So my daughter was reading over the sermon uh, notes, um, and she agreed. She agreed that more smiles would make the world better. And so this is approved by Kayla (laughs) Tomsick. But I have to say, she's a smiler by nature. I mean, my daughter is an absolute smiler. She, uh, she sleep smiles. So she's asleep like this, and she smiles in her sleep. She cry smiles. She gets hurt, and she's like, <laughs> it hurts. But it's a smile cry. She was swimming. She's at the swim meet today. So my, this one, my wife and kid, uh, son and daughter, she was at a swim meet, and she does her flip turn, and, and she's doing an IM, so she flipped turns, and she's doing a backstroke, and she's like this. <laughs> she's like backstroke smiling like you could drown i told her baby you maybe need to just close your mouth because you could like uh, water could get in there and uh she, my, so my daughter is an absolute smiler and that's amazing she's always generous with her smiles and and i think for us a generous smile would be an amazing goal then can you imagine if you just started to give people smiles at work at home if you came home and instead of like you're like Ta-da! <laughs> man that would be like you open the door, and your wife is like, hey, babe, and smiling. Oh, man, that is a good day. And you're smiling back. So be a little bit more generous with our smiles. Look, small goals in life can have big impact. How much better would our space on this planet be if we were just a little bit more generous in some of these small goals? We know how to be generous because God has ultimately been generous to us. Like, God leads the way. He's generous in kindness. He's generous in love. He's generous in care and provision and finances and goodness. And God has led the way on this. So now it's up to us to imitate the master, to just start to be more generous, to copy our father and be a difference maker in the lives of people here on this planet. Be a difference maker to those that are around us by being generous with small goals, goals of of kindness and words uh, with our time and our finances and listening a little bit better, and blessing people with a smile. Would you join me in prayer? Father, we're asking that you, loving Father, we're asking you to empower us to nail these small goals of being generous. Like, help us not to forget them or or think they're not valuable, but instead, help us to step out in faith waiting in anticipation for how you could work through the small things we do this week and this month. A cup of water given to a kid finds eternal blessing and finds that temporary blessing. We're so excited and we can't wait to see you magnified in the small goals that we're going to be making. And we're going to do it all for you, God, because we love you. Would you stand with me and and celebrate our great God as he leads the way into being generous to us?